PSG Talk contributor Mark Damon, and this is PSG Small Talk Coupe de France edition for Saturday, April 27th, 2019. On today's show, I am driving back from Soccer Roof in Brooklyn, New York, where the uh, PSG New York offices hosted a Coupe de France watch party. I'll get into that a little bit, and uh, I'll get into that a little bit later in this show, and I'll probably write something about it coming out either this week or the next, but I'm sure that's not really what you want to hear about. You want to hear about what happened today, and what happened today was not very fun. Fun party, not very good result. Stade Rennes are the Coupe de France champions, and I am joined on this lonely drive up the FDR in New York City by... PSG Talk contributor and host of Rayadas 90, Eduardo Razo. We will break this game down, we'll do some uh, player dissection, um, and we'll sort of commiserate on this. PSG season uh, essentially ended today. I mean, they have five more games, but they don't really matter for much. PSG will say will be able to claim a Ligue 1 championship and a Trophy des Champions. Obviously, no Champions League, no Coupe de la Ligue, and no Coupe de France. So, we will talk about all that. Um, make sure to follow PSG Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to our podcasts, and visit our website, psgtalk.com. Uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's get this show started, shall we? And let me just make a point uh, right off the bat. There will be some uh, GPS direction interruptions. Uh, they are not great. Obviously, it doesn't make for great audio, but it was either that or uh, not know where the traffic is coming and maybe get stuck in some major traffic in New York City. So I'm willing to take that risk. So without further ado, here's your show. So, Eddie, I'm driving down the uh, or driving up the FDR after that uh 2-2 draw where PSG loses on penalties, the uh, Christopher Nkunku sky job there that I, I think it's still traveling. I think it actually got uh, I think it actually got up over the atmosphere and it is now in orbit somewhere like yeah headed out towards the moon. Yeah, yeah it's still traveling and that's probably the lasting memory we're gonna have of Christopher Nkunku is. Yes, you know, that might be his to. last meaningful moment in a Paris Saint-Germain jersey. So, I'll let you start, Eddie. What What did you think of that? I mean, it started out great. Like, this was Neymar's first start since, you know, returning back from injury. It, you know, the incredible volley from Elvis to score that goal off, you know, the uh, corner kick from Neymar. Then you had Neymar, you know, scoring. So he was on, he was on, you know, he was on fire. He got, you know, a fist, a goal. It looked like PSG was going to run away with it. And then they get an own goal. Uh, Ren get an own goal courtesy of, uh, a Kempembe. And I think that slowly, you know, altered the momentum back to Ren, who needed, they needed to catch a break because PSG were on them offensively. And they caught a break heading into the half. And then at the half, I'm not sure if it was a pep talk or, you know, they realized, hey, you know, as despite PSG creating scoring chances, they've only scored two goals and we're only down 2-1. So I think with that mentality, they came out in the second half and they, you know, they went at PSG 
and you know eventually they were able to tie the match. I I thought that this and I'm gonna probably I'm I feel more or less like I'm not always in lockstep with this fan base sometimes, and uh, yeah. I'm really not upset about that game at all. Like uh, I was I, I, I was more upset when they played not. Honestly, I was yeah. more upset with the lack of effort in that game. PSG uh, gave effort in this game. They played yeah. actually fairly well. I think yeah, Ren no, good. Yeah. 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 No, Ren. I I I I share your your thoughts on that because I was on Twitter and a lot of people were already throwing you know bl- put, putting blame on PSG, but I thought Ren played great. They they. For being down to nothing, they didn't roll over and mail it in. They didn't say, let's just pack it up or it's over. They play hard. And you got, you know, at some point, you got to give credit to the, to the opposition, which I'm doing with Ren. They came at PSG. They were not intimidated. This is the same Ren team that eliminated Lille, eliminated Lyon. They went toe to toe with Arsenal and Europa League. So I'm not sure if people are surprised by the way they're playing or this is the first time they got to see them from start to finish. But Ren's been. You know, they've been a pretty good squad all season long. They've been really good. And I think PSG played well, too, in, in for yeah. stretches. There were times where they were getting caught defensively, but they had good possession. I thought they created chances. I think yeah. they had a, an Mbappe shot in the, in the uh, extra time that hit the post. They had a couple of good opportunities that Kubek made really good saves on. Not great saves, but really good saves. And... This was just one of those games where Ren bunkered in. They played really hard. They present the same sort of league on matchup problems that PSG always seem to have, which is big physical striker types. They have a good workman-like midfield. I mean, they were working. They never really seemed to wear down defensively. They kept working hard. And PSG once, you know... Once Ren were able to get themselves back in the game, PSG were just not able to break them down. Yeah, they they also didn't have any luck. I mean, I I I, I can recall these two two scoring opportunities where the ball hit the woodwork uh, on a PSG. I know one of them was Mbappe. It hit the woodwork. I'm not sure who was the other one, but you know, Ren also had some luck um, at PSG. You know, for for bouncing the balls off off the post. So you know, like the, you know, luck was in Ren's favor as well. It was. This was this was a good game of football, I thought. It was good. It was physical. Both teams were playing hard. There wasn't it didn't seem like anybody was sort of taking the day off. It didn't seem like PSG underestimated Ren. And you have you have to say that this is and this is I think is the story of PSG season now. It really has been a game of inches and PSG have lost all of the inches. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sometimes, yeah, the ball just doesn't roll your way. But, yeah, and it consistently is not rolling their way, which is indicative of something. But still, you get a you get a situation where, the, where I believe Traore has the ball going down the right side. Bernat jumps because he gets faked out on a shot on a cross attempt. Last Traore in. Traore gets, a, I would say, a mediocre cross. Yeah. Like, Kimpembe should have cleared that. Like, easily should have been able to just poke that away. But it slipped off the top of his foot and it got past Ariola. Like, you can yell at Kimpembe all you want, but sometimes that stuff just kind of happens. 
And unless you're subscribed to the theory that PSG should never give up scoring opportunities ever in League One, they're going to have uh, they're going to be times where those things just kind of happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I was more upset about the second goal. The second goal was, I think, bad defending. And yeah. I don't know why Tomas Tuchel continues to defend corners in this way, but Draxler is being put at the front post, and almost every time on those short corners, he's getting beaten or the ball's getting over his head. The guy can't jump. Like, he's not he should not be in the box defending corners. Like, you want him on the you want a guy like Kimpembe or Marquinhos on that near post trying to at least close that off. And another ball that goes over Draxler's head and into the head of a Ren uh, defender and into the back of the net. Yeah, yeah, no, that that I, I kind of share a sentiment on that one. I, I don't know. It's just, I felt like Ren was already, they were chomping at the bits and they're eventually, you know, in that second half, they finally got that, that equalizer because, uh, I, like I said, they did, they just didn't back down. They, they've gone toe to toe with these, you know, if you want to consider all these giants that, that they played against, you know, throughout their season. I mean, it's just, I mean, this is one of the first few times that I got to see them start to finish and not, catch them in the middle, but, you know, I, I was just impressed with how, how they played and how, you know, mentally strong they are. They didn't let, you know, a two-nothing hole just, you know, uh, derail them and, and eventually losing the match, but they came back strong. Yeah, and Julian Stefan is a very good young coach. Like, yeah, he's going to get picked up by somebody, I think, down the line, a, a Premier League club or a, or a or even a, a league, yeah, probably more of a Premier League club. Or he gets a better league gun job because Renner Renner yeah. a quality club I think, but he can he can get better and I think he's going to be a thorn in a lot of people's side. Like the Europa League was not a fluke. This team plays well under pressure. They're well constructed. They're well they're a well thought out team. Like the the pieces fit together. And PSG once they once they failed to finish the game when they needed to finish the game it really was sort of a steady decline and even in the extra time i never really thought that psg were going to get that goal like i felt like at the end of the end of the original time that they had a shot but once it got into that extra time i think ren was just sort of solidified where they were yeah no they i i, I want to touch on the i'm not sure if if you agree, I, I think we both agree on the red card by Kylian Mbappe. But, yeah, um, the, 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 if you if you clip the guy if you clip the guy with the bottom of your boot at the top of the guy's knee, it's just it just it is what it is. Like that's a red card. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, it's just you know I it, it, it is what it is. You know, I, we could have used him in the penalty kicks. I mean, but either way. It, you know, they all went seven straight until, you know, and Kunku, as he said, just airmailed, airmailed his shot. Yeah, it, it, I, what would have happened was they would have at least probably gotten to the seventh penalty kick because that was, Kunku's miss was on the sixth. So it would have at least given PSG, it would have bought PSG another penalty kick if he were, was in the game. That's about it. Yeah. 
is this Eddie? Is this game indicative of anything? Is this like a microcosm of PSG's season in these elimination competitions? Is this I, season I a failure? So. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't say failure. I'd say disappointment. Yeah, I do think there's a difference. I, I don't between... think it was a failure. More so as disappointing because, I mean, we saw at the start of the season, it kind of got off to a bumpy start with that loss at Liverpool, but then they got it on the rails and, you know, through that Champions League to the start of the season, it was all, you know, they were pretty much a well-oiled machine, if I want to say that. And that's how they were at, in the first, I'd say, maybe 35 minutes of this match where PSG, you know, they got the first two goals, they were rocking on, on, on offense, you know, they were, they were just, they were playing well. And then, you know, you get to that midpoint where it's another bumpy, you know, they create that own goal. And if you want to, I guess, alter, you know, compare it to their, you know, entire season, you might want to say that was the Neymar injury, if you want to call it that. And then we, we see the slow decline and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, they, we won the league, but it was, it, it, they made it a little bit difficult than, than when it needed to be, and it's just like you said, it was more. Just, you know, it, I would never call a, a you know a championship, uh, you know, winning the league a failure, just because it's hard to win the league. But at the same time, you crash out in the Champions League, and then you I don't know if you want to call it crash out in, in this cup match against Ren, and you're kind of left with a you know a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, and they they just got stalemated in this game, and that and that'll happen. The the that'll happen to great great teams will get stalemated. It just it's that's what sort of happens. And like I wouldn't even say this PSG team is a great team. I I just don't want to use that. I don't want to throw that word around. This is a very good PSG team. They're not one of the better ones in the QSI era. Like they're probably. I still think losing the league to Monaco is worse than doing what they did this year. So I would say in the QSI era, it's probably the second. It's probably the second to worst team. Uh But I just I look at it like this team was doomed since August. Maybe we were trying to like kid ourselves into thinking it wasn't, but it really was. Like they just didn't have the depth and the quality in the squad. Not the starting eleven, but even it started to creep into the starting eleven. There's just there's not enough quality there to sustain the long season, and you started to see some tired legs in this game. They didn't have that finishing kick. Mbappe looked like he was tired. He didn't look like he had the he didn't have it in this game. Cavani's still shaking off rust. He didn't. I don't think did. I don't think he touched the ball in this game. He, if he touched the ball, I don't remember it. And then um, I think there was one scoring. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He was trying to get around yeah. the goalkeeper, but then the goalkeeper was able to deflect it. But that's the only time I can recall. Yeah, and I think more than any of that, I think we're it's good to have this stuff happen sometimes in the sense that you can it it helps you better identify the problems. When you win, you can sort of mask your problems. When you lose, you have to sort of face them head on. And mm-hmm. there's been these rumors. I don't know veracity of him, I, I doubt that Real Madrid would let him leave, but Rafael Ver- this team looks like it could use a Rafael Varane, because yeah. Thiago Silva's not going to be here forever. 
And it's clear that without Thiago Silva, defensively, they're just not as good. And I think we all knew that. I have my issues with him as a leader of men, but as a football player, there's nothing really wrong with him. He's just, he's a great center back. And <coughs> Preston Kimpembe is just not cutting it this year. And yeah. you start to wonder, you know, you're probably not going to get, um, you probably can't sign a Matias de Lee because apparently Barcelona and Ajax are now, uh, are now slumber party buddies. They all, su- they get to sign yeah, each other's players and stuff. They're their farm system, you know. They're their farm system, which again, camp. a proud club like Ajax just bending over for Barcelona, that's pretty, I don't know, I, I it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And I also asked yeah. this question on Twitter, If when Barcelona and Ajax play in the Champions League final, do the Ajax fans root for Barcelona? <laughs> I think they do. I think half of them will root for uh, Barcelona. I mean, they're funding their club a little bit, though. Why not? Yes, but... You know, I think, well, I'm trying to remember what the hell point I was making, but the point I was making, I think I know what point I was making. Do they need to, like, get another center back in here? Because Tilo Kerr looks like if he's going to succeed, it's going to be on the outside yeah. as a as a right back kind of player or a center back in a back three. He's not a back two center back. He just, yeah. I don't think his, that's his profile. It doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. They're going to need another center back, apparently. Yeah. Are we are we yeah. gonna give Kimpembe another year to figure this out, or are we? Is 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 he in a decline? Is he just like hitting a wall? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's it's been. I'm not gonna you know we, that. I guess that if you want to call it that sophomore slump that we hear a lot in North American sports. I'd like to believe it because I'm a huge fan of it. I love when he, when he's on his game. He's very physical, and he just shows emotion. I love that about him. I want to just write it off as a sophomore slump. You know, it's just, you know, players have those kind of seasons where it's just a bad year and hopefully it just doesn't boil into, into something more. But I agree. If they're going to have to get another center back, I mean, if it's wrong, they're going to have to allocate a lot of money. And even though we're kind of in the clear of financial fair play, they're still walking us like a hawk. So it's, I mean, I kind of personal, I mean, He's world class. Obviously, if you have the opportunity to get him, you get him. But PSG has so much, so many other needs. Can we, you know, allocate that much money? I'm, I'm not sure if, if that, you know, why, you know, if that's a wise decision. Um, well, but I, I'm, I'm in the camp of I think he should get another year. I think there's a lot invested in him. He's a player from the academy, and I think he deserves the chance to play, play his way out of this. There are some really ominous signs going on right now with him, like that are uh, that are kind of frustrating. Um, Neymar looked good in this game. I mean, anybody doubts that guy's dedication to what he's doing? He, you know, after playing just a half last week, he goes out there and plays 120 minutes and fa- plays yeah. fairly well. Yeah. Yeah, he played great. Yeah, I was really. I- if you didn't tell me he was coming off an injury, I would not have noticed just because how well he was playing. I mean, like 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 we said, he got the goalie assist in the first you know 35 minutes of of, of the game, and hopefully it can just you know he can finish strong this last couple of games with PSG, have a good Copa America in the summer, and then have that all you know lead into a, a good start to the next season because I, I guess you want to say he's the engine you know to PSG's offense. 
Yeah, and I think it was clear he's the engine to the offense when he's playing. And they play differently when it's Mbappe as the main focal point, and they play differently when Neymar's the main focal point. I look at this and I go, I just, I, I look at Cavani right now, and Cavani to me just looks kind of superfluous. Do you think Cavani's, like, superfluous right now? I feel like he, when he came on the field, he just seemed like, you know, you might as well put Chopo Moting out there. You would have basically uh, got the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, other than the, the you know, the, the conversion on the on the penalty kick and, 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 and the, that time, he wasn't quite noticeable. I mean, I don't want to, it's just, it, it looks like it's coming to an end here. I mean, it, 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 you can feel that it's the end of an era. I'm, I'm getting that, you know, vibe from it, but I think it's just, I mean, you know, when you want someone to come off the bench, you want them to create a spark and help, you know, rejuvenate the offense. But when Cavani came on, I, I honestly didn't feel that. Yeah, and it's just, this is not like a system that is suited to what he does. And it, it's it's kind of funny to say, but Unai Emery was almost the perfect coach for Edinson Cavani. Like, Unai Emery just, his style of play got the most out of Edinson Cavani. It matched, you know, his, Emery's time sort of lined up with Edinson's peak. And the style of play, Edinson, if he's going to be effective, he needs to get ball service to him or he needs to be in a lot of space. Because he's not somebody that operates well in link up. Like, he's not coming in and out of the play to, to sort of keep the, keep the ball moving and then moving off the ball. He has to move off the ball in transition or he has to move off the ball when the ball has been put to the wing and it's a ball going into the box. But you can even see it right now. He's not like he doesn't have that uh, burst. He's not making those box runs that you want. Like, I, I do think it's sort of time. I, I just I think they do need to, to adjust this a little bit. Yeah, I think it's it's. As painful as it will be, it's kind of a, it's kind of time to, you know, turn the page on his career here. And it's, it's going to be, I, it's, it's going to be a sad, you know, close, closing to a chapter here because, you know, he's giving it, he's given us all. He's laid his body on the line. I guess they're giving us all. And it's just going to, it's going to be tough to see him go, but sometimes it, it's the right, you know, it's the right decision. And I mean, we'll get into like, all that other we'll get into all that other stuff about transfers later on yeah. and i i think the last thing i wanted to talk about with this game was just the physicality of it and psg's response or lack of response to that physicality like ren were really smart if you want to use that uh if you want to use that phraseology and they didn't allow PSG to get into rhythm or into any sort of flow. And it was it was really, I think, difficult for them to make a... It was really difficult for them to, to string good series of play together. Because Ren were not below or beneath fouling hard fouls, borderline dirty fouls 
And they just put PSG in a situation where they could never really find, I keep using the word rhythm, but it's the right word to use. They just couldn't really find rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, like after that second half, I just didn't feel like they were in sync offensively. And, and although they created some scoring chances, they, they weren't as consistently, or, you know, they weren't as consistent as they were in the first 30, 30 or so minutes in that first half where, like I said, they were just putting on all cylinders. Yeah, it just, it, in, you know, Congratulations to Ren. They did exactly what they needed to do. They play, They executed, and this is sometimes the, the thing about football. You can be better than the other team, but if the other team executes their game plan better than you execute yours, you're going to lose, even if you have the more talent, even if you have more talent. That's just usually how, that's how, that's how it works. Ren executed a game plan. They were faithful to it. They never wavered from it. BSG tried everything. They didn't, you know, they they tried to do different stuff. It just didn't work. Um, Eddie, where did you watch the game from today? Your house? The, yeah, I just watched it at my house. Uh, I, 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 just, I like watching it here alone just because I, I kind of wanted, you know, just... I, I've kind of taken a break from PSG the last couple of weeks after the whole United... And then the first match I saw once I decided, you know, come back was the Leo match. So, you know, I've, I've been, you know, just, just sticking it at home. And, you know, just, that's where you watch. You know, I've been watching the last few matches. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of stuff on right now. I don't necessarily blame you. But I, yeah. as some of you might know, I was watching it at the... Uh, at the new, well, newish facility, Soccer Roof in uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, the PSG New York office uh, decided to do a watch party in the uh, in the facility. It's basically like an indoor futsal club. You pay to go, you know, you pay to do like five aside futsal games, and there's a nice like rooftop area where they were going to show the match but because of the wind of course you're right alongside the you're right alongside the river so you had the wind they moved it inside and it was a pretty good turnout i thought they did a good job um if i want to pick out a positive of having to drive an hour and a half down into the city i thought they i thought the club and the people who work there did a really good job organizing it I think people had a good time, and, you know, we would have liked a better outcome, but, you know, that's how sports work. Sometimes you get all dressed up, and you don't leave with anybody at all, right? Yeah. yeah I still no, think you go to... They were mentioning it on the broadcast, but I was hoping, you know, it was a good, it was a good turnout and a good atmosphere there. Yeah, they were at least two... Yeah, we had... They were expecting around 200, and that's about what they got. I, I don't think it was any... It was much less or much more than that. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of make a note of that before we could have rode off. Um, Eddie, you're going to go and start watching uh, the Raptors in game one against the Philadelphia yep. 76ers in what I think will be a pretty nice series. Like, yeah. Like, the good thing about LeBron leaving the Eastern Conference is that you now have, like, competition there. Like, any of those four teams can go to the finals, so. Yeah, I, I just... 
I it's weird having a really good player like Kawhi Leonard step up and, and just be a monster. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited, you know, hopefully this cheers me up after this, you know, PSG you well, know, disappointing match. Yeah, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> So, uh, Eddie, um, plug your Twitter, and actually plug your uh, your your kind of venture that you've been yeah. uh, that you've been building that's gotten a lot of traction over the last uh, couple of months. Yeah. Uh, okay. The first, if you want to follow my own personal account, it's uh, Eddie nineteen ninety one Razo. But uh, yeah, he's like Mark said, I, I started venturing off. Um, I, I love doing PSG talks stuff. I'm still gonna write. I just kind of needed a break after that whole United stuff. I, I just wanted to, just, you know, wait, you know, wait into the off season, get the writing juices flowing. So I'm not going anywhere. Um, if anybody's wondering, but I am doing my own thing. Um, as some of you may not know or may know, I am Mexican American, so I uh, follow obviously the Mexican league in Mexico, and I am. Doing a podcast um, that is uh, helps cover the the club Monterey, Arroyo de Monterrey, if you know Spanish or whatever. But uh, but yeah, um, if you are looking for a Mexican target team to follow, since you know we get a lot of their coverage here on either if Univision or Fox, you know the it could be FS1. They're on their their matches are on FS1. If anybody just wants to listen to the English broadcast, but yeah, um, if you want to follow the town, it's Arroyo uh, 90. Um, R-A-Y-A-D-O-S and just uh, 90 spelled out that's the Twitter account um, I am 10 episodes in into the podcast um, I recently had a, a, a guest on that works for their social media on the women's squad and we just went into a deep dive discussion on women football in Mexico at the league in Mexico on the team so it was, it was good to just talk about women's soccer because you know, like, you know, Women's World Cup is coming up, so it was a good discussion. But, but yeah, if you want to follow that, I'm doing that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not, um, I'll still be a regular on PSG Talk. Yeah, and I wanted to have you mention that because when we first started, uh, when we were not, well, I brought, I guess I brought you on to PSG Talk, right? I think that's how that worked. Yeah. One, I think I brought you onto it. Um, or Ed might have brought you on to the, uh, to the writing side, but I brought you on to the podcasting side of it. And at that point, I remember you just graduated. You were gra- you were going to graduate from Arizona State, and you know to see you get that to, to see you now starting to build something and have that podcast. And I think I told you on Twitter too, like you you find a you find a niche, you're passionate about it, and you have good content. People will find it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, like I, I, I think this is what you and Ed must feel like because I started this like two months ago. That's like I, I recently or two, three months ago. I started this late January, and I already have over 800 followers. I have uh, media members from Monterey, ESPN. So it's, it's kind of weird. Like I think this is what you and Ed must feel like when you get just ran. I know like Ed, you know, has the PSG English, you know, account follow him. But I think this is what you guys must feel like when you get this kind of stuff happening to you. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun and uh, it's fun. It's rewarding, and you, you get to do something you like. And it's more of a passion project than anything else. You do it for the love of it, and when people recognize it, it's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's. 
it's been a it's been a crazy three months for that. But I kind of wanted to say like I when I started doing these podcasts with you, I wasn't as good just because when I was taking media classes, one of my weakness was you know all the radio and audio stuff. Um, but I think these podcasts have kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit. Just you know like I so I just want to say thanks to you and Ed. Yeah, I guess. With getting this out of me and then me just kind of venturing off, um, not too far, but, but, you know, just like doing my own thing. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And, and as good a talent scout as I am, I, I'm as good as I can kind of sense out talent, you know, hey, I, I, I got it. We got a good one. So congratulations, Eddie. And uh, you know where to follow us. I, uh, I explain that in the intro to this podcast so i think it's about time to sign off so for eduardo razo this has been mark damon saying au revoir for now